Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. I am Charles, here with the, the full complement of hosts tonight. Uh, we got Eric, Jen, Scott. Uh, his name says more wine on the, uh, on the, on the Zoom screen, but uh, we like to affectionately call him Skiff. Uh, and Christian, here tonight to, to welcome us into the new year. Uh, we have already had some fantastic soccer games and some less than fantastic soccer games. We won't talk about uh, the uh, Carabao Cup from yesterday, but oh, we will talk about and go over some of the most recent Premier League games and discuss what's coming up in the next week or so. Welcome, guys. Welcome, everyone. Uh, and right now, we're going to go ahead and kick it over because I think... I think 50% of this podcast needs to get something off their chest about their team. Liverpool guys. I've got a question before we start this. Cause I see a lot of smug, smug looks on your face. Um, in the premier league, how many players let's go through it. Non Liverpool fans. How many world-class players do you think are in the premier league? Like let's go through the teams, like literally through the teams, Manchester United, Bruno Fernandes, mm-hmm. world-class, walks into any team in the world. Who else? Maybe Pogba? Oh, Pogba. De Gea. Nope. Oh, De Gea, get no. out of here. No. So you have you're, Fernandes. You're, you're, you're insane to think that De Gea doesn't walk into the majority of European teams. He, he's... You're insane to think that he doesn't walk no, 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 into no, no. the majority no, of European teams. Okay, okay, top okay. European so... teams. I think I he's know. in the top. He's on the French top five. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think he counts. He's not even the best goalie in the Premier League. But let's say, for argument's sake, Bruno Fernandez, definitely. Pogba, fringe. De Gea, fringe. Pogba's last conversation. Rashford, fringe. Okay. So, so Fernandez. Who else? City, Kevin De Bruyne. Wait, 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 wait. So Pogba's won the World Cup. So you're trying to say that he's not world class? So is Musa Sissoko. He started those games too. Yeah, but did he run the entire midfield of, of the <laughs> Actually, Aww. he was incredible in those games. Well, so Hugo Lloris was the captain of that squad. Is he the best goalkeeper in the league? Is he world class? He certainly. I would say. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say it too. I just wanted he's to hear up you there guys world say class, it. yeah. Oh, I know. I just wanted to hear you guys say it. <laughs> I, I included him. I said yes. So I said yes, fringe, yes, but. Close enough, right? So, City, mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne. I Wait, wouldn't say. Did you else. did you include Rashford? I said he's French. He's not. Uh, he doesn't walk into every single most valuable player in Europe. Which team um, does he not walk into? He's definitely know. one of the best guys in Europe. Like, it's just far as like positive impact, but. I don't know that he walks into Spurs unless he plays on the wing. Oh, 100% walks into Spurs. <laughs> does he play on the wing? Where does he play? Right right wing? That's exactly where he plays now. Okay. Then, yeah, I, I said unless he <laughs> plays on the wing. I mean, I'm not arguing That's, with I him. Mean, yeah. All right. So, Rashford and Fernandez, yes. Other okay. players close. De Gea, right, De Gea. I would throw De Gea in there. I would include De Gea. He's close enough. All right. So, moving on. City, De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anybody else? Aguero. Yeah, when when Aguero's Aguero, yeah, no, no, you can't have not his numbers and not say played, how many games has he played this year? Well, it's because of injury. Just just qualify and say when, when fit. 
There's no, there's not a player in the league I don't want to face more than Sergio Aguero. Okay, win fit. Oh, so yeah. say yeah. two there. Mm-hmm. Chelsea? Anybody? Edison? Wait, wait. Are we done with City already? Edison? No, we're not done. Cause, uh, cause Edison. Edison. Yeah, Edison he is. Doesn't even start. No, stop it. If, if, national team. if he if he's not playing in a club where he's getting the ball into his feet all the time, I don't think he's some elite shot stopper, or I don't think he is personally. I mean. Could be wrong. I, I don't think so. Anybody else you, from Christian? City? Uh, I would. I would include Sterling in that. Is there, I think he could also go to any pool? team in Europe. <laughs> I know he is an ex Liverpool guy, but I think he is. I, <laughs> like we're I not going to hold that against him, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, I guess. Okay. All right. So, him, so I, if we're gonna, we can put Sterling on the fringe. That's fine. Okay. Next. Chelsea. Chilwell. No. I think he's the best I, left back in the league. He's not even the best left back in London. Who is? <laughs> Cresswell? Regalon? Tierney at Arsenal. Tierney. Both okay. of those are above him. I think he's good, personally. All right. Okay. So no, so no, no, so no that's but... clearly a no. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal. Next. Tierney. No, you just said Tierney. You can't Obama. say it and it was, then just it was, like, never mind. It, it was Alba, but I don't think you could do that anymore. I don't think you'll say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say it about Alba. About me at the moment, for sure. Nope. So you go through the rest of the league beneath them. I mean, Leicester. I mean, all right. Looking at some of these, like, part of me wants to be like. David Luiz. You have to include yeah, Barty. totally. The hair alone. <laughs> you have to include Barty. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He scores Anyways. at an elite rate right now. Okay. So ultimately, my point is when you look at Liverpool, how many world class players do you pick on there? Four. For me, One. I say world class three. Four. One, Van Dyke. Van Dyke, Allison, Mo, and, and Mane. Right. I would okay. say Salah. Van Dyke and Allison. I, I think it's half Mane, half Salah because they show up half the games. So you can count that as one. And then Van Dyke and Allison. Well, if we're going to say Aguero win fit, I mean. Yeah, but those two aren't fitness issues. No, but I mean, but just say like when they are, I mean, like you added qualifications for when, when you included Aguero, why would you add, you know, no, splitting them? No, either they are or they aren't. Mane fringe Salah, yes. I, I think Salah is a world I think easily, but I don't I wouldn't necessarily agree that Mane is he he's too inconsistent. I, I agree. So I think they're Charles, good system players. I think they 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 work in club system for sure. So I say all that to say that Liverpool is missing their world class center back along with their other two center backs in the last four weeks have seen them exposed. Um, Jose Mourinho gave the game plan of how to play against them. And other teams have just been executing it perfectly. And when you look at it, when you have to pull Henderson, when you have to pull Fabinho back, what Van Dyke does is create a lot of space and he provides a lot of cover. So he allows a lot of players to take a lot of risk. And when you have 
your central midfielders playing central back, they're not used to playing in that position. They're not used to, you know, having to cover that ground. And Klopp has been playing much more conservatively. And when you play that more conservative system and teams sit back on you, what you need is you need one player who can break a team down. And right now, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain looked like he was so far off the pace. He was insane. And Keita is hurt constantly. And Jota is currently hurt. So right now, Liverpool are suffering from having no idea what to do on the attack. They are not moving the ball fast enough side to side. They're not creating enough space. And they have nobody in central midfield who can break down a defense like Coutinho used to be able to. And so teams know exactly how to play against them. And you look at the last couple of games and they look like they're running around with no purpose. They're like chickens with their heads cut off and Klopp has to come up with a plan B. They're not going to buy a defender in January or they're going to see a team from Manchester win the league. And it's still probable at this point that happens. Um, I mean, we'll see, but is Keita fit? No, 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 he's not playing this weekend. No, he can be a difference maker. That would be your answer be if he was fit. Yeah. Or he, he's never fit, though, is his problem. But Even if you throw Jota in that spot. Right now, Liverpool have an identity problem. They have no idea who they are or what they are because they're not what who they are without Van Dyke or even without Gomez, and they're but in Jota, deep trouble. Jota's more Shouldn't... direct, though, than that, right? I mean, you, you need somebody. He's, he's not a 10. So, But when you look at Jota, Jota – create space and take shots. There's a great breakdown on crack stacks about that, about how when he gets the ball into his foot, um, he shoots. When you look at the game over the last couple of weeks, they're trying too hard instead of just trying to get the ball on net. There's a great quote by Michael Scott. You miss 100% of the chances you don't take. And that's what they're doing. They're getting too cute. They're, they're trying to play through and pass through teams and teams are just packing it in and they can't break them down. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold turned the ball over 38 times or had 38 passes that went awry last week. I mean, they're so out of out of what about Bobby and their identity. The, the return the return of Thiago has to signal some some level of stability in your central midfield though, right? I mean, realistically, him him being back at the defensive center mid role has got to now provide that level of cover for your center backs, even if you have to stick Jordan Henderson back there. Um, and it also should free up, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm forgetting his name now. Young kid, Jones. Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones. Yeah, Curtis Jones, who is a, a very creative midfielder. I don't, I don't know what Curtis Jones' best position is because – I mean, to be honest, in every game that I've watched him play, he's played all three positions at once, which is very awkward. But, I mean, realistically, that's got to signal some sort of stability. Now, granted, his last game was not very good, but it was also his first full game back, wasn't it? It was. Well, he started, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe that gives you a little bit of stability into it, but the way that he played in that last game, again, Curtis Jones did not play. Um, 
all of his passes he received were almost at the halfway line. There was no, there was no decisiveness in the attack. There was no consistency. There was no, you saw it for about 10 minutes when they, they swung the ball side to side and were able to open up lanes and open up space, but they couldn't maintain that. And really they, they didn't give a freaking shot on goal until like the 80th minute. Like, Watching that match, I didn't feel like Liverpool were the better team, honestly. Like, I know it was a one-off. Like, long-term, they're better than Southampton. But every time Southampton got the ball, and their plan was clear. It was – you're right. It was it was to absorb Salah, Mane are not incredibly creative. Salah's good with the ball at his feet. He can create his own space. But um, – and to let you have the ball, see what happens – and then strike on the counter. And they were dangerous on the counter. They've got some really scary players. And it always felt like they were very threatening. And um, it, it, it was one of those that never felt like it was going to go Liverpool's way, even though it was a 1-0. And mm-hmm. the result, you know, at the end of the match, Hassan Hodel goes to his knees. And, you know, he's a huge Klopp fan. He's a, like a total homer for Klopp even more than you three. But um, it, it, did, it did feel that way. And uh, it didn't feel like Thiago made the difference, but I think that that was part of the focus for Southampton was to remove him from that role. Because then what do you have? Yeah. The problem with Firmino, like I I know I've been crapping on Firmino since we started this podcast and I got crap for it at the beginning, but this is what you get when that, when he's your nine isn't a goal scorer. Well, one of the things that like, I think Christian, you kind of mentioned a a few minutes ago is the, you know, they play well in the system. I think the fact that we haven't had the, the security of a solid um, set of center backs has just thrown the whole system off. And now when they are like, when they're trying to get the ball or when they're, they're making their runs, it's all it's all kind of focused on trying to get the ball and get the ball forward. Whereas when they have the confidence of um, the confidence of the back line, which provides continuity in the middle, um, they're able to make, you know what I mean? Like that free flowing, um, you know, runs where they through their movement, you know, distract and pull people in different directions so that it opens up pockets of space then. And that's just not happening right now. And that's where the breakdown's happening. And so everybody's kind of like, especially up at the front is trying to force it a little bit. And that I think is, is where the, it's, it's not like, it's not like falling off a cliff, but it's just, everything's kind of out of sync. Well, one of the underrated things, again, I'm not the the greatest Jordan Henderson fan, but, you know, two points is, A, Virgil van Dyke's a hell of a passer. I mean, he can pick out a pass and hit it, you know, 56 yards, and Jordan Henderson can too. But one thing Jordan Henderson is not good at is he does not want to be pressured. He does not want to be pressured on the ball. He wants to have time to be able to pick that pass out, whereas you have van Dyke who can – have the ball at his feet, be pressured and still make a good pass. Like that's why Wijnaldum is so important for Liverpool because he can receive a pass and be under pressure and turn and create space and make a pass. Jordan Henderson can't do that. And when Jordan Henderson's playing at center back, you're not going to get that calmness at the back either. And that pass out of the, out of the back that can open up that space over the top and hit a counter. 
that's not what you're going to get. So you're losing two things by by having Henderson play at center back. Well, part part of the thing with Liverpool and the reason with the reason that the um, the lack of aggression and the willingness to try stuff in the final third kills Liverpool is because part of the system, part of the playmaker, like one of the number tens in the squad is the counter press. Like you try the pass and then the, the opposition recovers the ball and you're on them so quick, they don't know what to do with it. And then you re-recover it in yeah. their hat and their final third. And then they're in transition. There are natural openings. So when you don't have a player or players willing to just try it and lose it, and the opposition is willing to just let you have it. One of your biggest playmakers is the system, and that's not happening. So just tr- try it. Hit the long ball. Van Dyke doesn't have to complete it because the opposing center back wins the header, and then the ball's loose, and it and the def- the opposing defense is no longer organized. So then Salah Mane get on it. The other one makes the run, and they make the pass. That's not happening right now because you don't have a defender making the pass. Henderson yep. doesn't want to make the pass. He's going to put it into the stands or, or play it five feet to his side, just like Harry Winks does. And then you're not getting one of the most crucial, like the Klopp system is not happening. And this is what you get. Mm-hmm. Why won't Klopp adapt to his team? Good Lord willing. He's just like Pochettino. They're, they're ideologues. They, they are a system. They're great man managers. They bring in the right players, but they don't, they just don't adapt. The system is the system is the system. They are the system. It is. It is a. Well, well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong, but when Katina was there, I mean, it seemed like the the approach was give you know give him the ball and hopefully he makes something happen. Well, it's because your and, team sucked though. Like there were yeah. no good players on that team, and right, the defense right. was cheeks. You guys were giving up like four a game mm-hmm. doing that. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, what I'm saying is, is but we've we have seen an evol- evolution. Like we we he has he has modified his approach. Um, he he didn't have his players, and Scott's saying he plays his players and he plays his system. He has his players and he's playing his system. Before he didn't have it. And I think now that we've had a modicum of success or a great large amount of success, you know, he takes that mentality monster thing and he says, you know what, we're Liverpool. We're gonna, you know, whether we're playing Reese Williams or. Nat Phillips, we're going to do it, darn it. And we're going to, you know, no matter who's out there, we're going to, we're going to win. But he's finding that's not always the case, obviously. So I, I don't think it's a mentality monster thing. I think he is, he is the system. The system is, is him. And there's, there's no separating the two. It, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And if in situations like this, you know, it, I've talked about it before, the difference between Jose and Pochettino. Like sometimes I don't know what we're going to do. I always knew what we were going to do under Pochettino. It was the same thing. And hell, we, we ended up having some really good success with it. It's something that when it's perfect and when it works, it works. But you, then you get times like this where three games in a row, you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yep. So it, you'll be and, fine. It, it, it's it's it, it's and, one of those things. I don't know how – sorry, Skiff. It, we knew this in the summer. We talked about this all summer, about the lack of depth the what happens if this happens and then yeah. this happened it's like okay how does this how does a club with that much money I, I know i know liverpool aren't manchester united but they're not burnley like it, how does this happen we talk about edwards and the brilliance of getting the deal done we make fun of woodward but yeah but still, scott too scott i said it all summer down. two two th- no not really because two things we needed all summer i said we're helping the midfield we have tiago and then we needed help you know, cover for Mane and Salah for an extra scoring throw. We got that in Jota, but it wasn't his fault. They both got hurt. I mean, what are you going to do? 
It's, yeah, it's, but your but your central a, defense it's, was it's a fourth fourth central defender. Right, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the cover. Yeah, yeah I mean, so he just he if just thought that Van Dyke and, Go- and Gomez were going to be fit the whole year, and, and with a smattering of Madup and and the other guys, a smattering maybe an FA Cup game, an odd Premier League game, but he was anticipating them getting hurt for the whole. You know, they've Gomez has had a little bit of fitness issues, but Van Dyke really hasn't since he joined Liverpool. So maybe he just didn't. You know, I don't but know. You have to prepare. Yeah, they've been on the injury table more than anybody. At at best, it's negligence. At worst, it's just insanity. And Phil, Phil Jones is there for cheap. Yeah. So I don't know. So sweet. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you, some of these things are just bounces, right? You get a you get a, a little bit of a bad run of form. You have bounces not go your way. You have penalties not go your way, et cetera, et cetera. And then at some point you know, it either clicks and it works. And I, I was texting my buddy who's getting into the Premier League. And I was texting him, like, either they're going to break them down and they're going to turn the screws and score a goal, and then they're going to go on and score four goals or what happened, it happened. And there's no in-between, and that's Klopp's system, and it's either going to happen or it's not, and he's not going to change it. So the mentality monsters, though, like the, is the moniker dead now? Mm-hmm. Is at it right? I mean, we'll find out at the end of the year, Scott. So I, I guess, you know, piggybacking on this, we might as well do another two minutes on Liverpool. Um, <laughs> Jean, Jeannie, your, your boy Jeannie, it, this is what it looks like with a struggle of creativity. If he goes on a Bosman, well, what, what do you guys do? How do you, how do you replace him? Blink, blink. Who knows? By Gene Sancho. oh man that's good that's just it's going to be a really interesting summer i think for liverpool because i think i think Wijnaldum is going to go yeah i think so too but i don't think it's had anything to do with liverpool i think he's one of those players you know with the with the background he has then a natural progression you know with is to end up Mm -hmm. in spain and um, i think he's always wanted to do that so i don't don't think it's like he hates liverpool it's a clock problem i think he's got a a dream and um i think that's likely what what happens Move to a bigger club. Oh, stop it. He could be. He could uh, clean that up after Messi. Okay. But so one of the things that I don't think you've mentioned, if you look at the body language of the the front three at Liverpool, I don't know if they've like fallen out or have ego problems, but there seems to be something not quite clicking between Salah and Mane, especially. I agree. I don't know if it's because. Jota's come in and he's done really well and kind of they're a little bit better. Discontent. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's just frustration. I think it's they're so used to everything just working every time and being on the same page. And I said that they have not looked on the same page as a team, but Mane really hasn't looked on the same page in the last two months. I mean, he just he's had some good games, but for the most part, he's been kind of absent. So, well, what what was it? Ten days ago, you won seven nil against yeah. Palace, and and the last three matches is I mean, Christian, Christian, you're right. It's interesting how it's gone from seven nil at Palace to one one West Brom, nil nil Newcastle, one nil Southampton, and it guys, it it doesn't get easier. You got Villa in the cup. If that happens, United, Burnley. So wait, wait I, thought, I thought you said it doesn't get easier. 
Hey, oh, uh, Villa United, Burnley, which is not an easy one, Spurs, West Ham, and Brighton. That, that'll be a little bit of a let off, but then City, then Leicester, then Le- Leipzig in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is yeah. your like we had ours at Spurs over that October, November, early December period. Mm-hmm. Th- this is yours now. You, you want to be the mentality monsters? Let's see it because this, this is what it's going to be. It'll it'll be interesting though because the difference between those teams and the teams we just played are United, Leicester, City, Villa, Leipzig. They're gonna attack, and so they're gonna create more opportunities for us. You don't think so, Christian? You think United are gonna sit back? So, it worked. I, I mean, I why would you? This, yeah, I used to say this to Drew like every time. The way to play against Liverpool is let them have the ball. Because they push up to the halfway line and then just play over the the back four for Rashford, uh, Martial, Toronto, will Cavani be playing in that game? It's a true and try system that Solskjaer has used well against Liverpool. Yeah, and he's I know done we've it. lost, yeah. but I, I, I think uh, the lack of quality has been telling in the last few games. But it, it, we have uh, no injuries before the Liverpool game. I fancy United to uh, sneak it at Anfield. I do too. We're pretty good on the road. Eric, you're so sad. Yeah, we're not. Make me so sad. <laughs> well, Scott, you just spent an hour. I mean, you know, you know what the worst part is? It's not banter, and I can't go back at you because not everything, everything you said, we agree with, and I can't refute that. And it's my favorite team, and I ride and die for that club. And it's just, it's tough, man. It's, it's really there tough. There was but... there was a little bit of banter in there. No, it was really... a lot of it was truth, though. I can't say anything with that. It was so, analysis, and it just it was what it was. Eric it is what it is, down. man. You know, you beat, you we, got a couple, we got a couple trophies out of it. So, what do you? It was a good run. What are you going to do? You know, you beat us with two worldlies, right? I mean, they were incredibly well-deserved goals. No fouls, no nonsense on either one of the goals you beat us on. You beat us. So, what, what's the problem? He went from the it clown, angry to the sad clown. <laughs> well, let's That's see rough. what happens. Come. Because I'm trying to see when it gets easier. Oh, you get Sheffield, then Fulham back to back. So maybe that'll well, be. You know, I think at yeah, this point... Yeah, we said that about West Brom, too. Yeah, but that's sandwiched between Leip- two Leipzig matches and the Merseyside Derby, too. Well, so, okay, course, but, right? I mean, well, hold on. I mean, I think we can all agree that there's a lot of football left to play. And so, I mean, we're not even to the halfway point of the season. So, who knows what's going to happen? So, I mean, don't don't throw yourself off the cliff yet. And but- as, as much as I want to, sorry, Jen, as much as I want to see Virgil play, I don't want them to rush him back this year and, oh, we're only six points out. Maybe if we put him in, maybe he says he's okay. We can, you know, make up the difference in the last couple of weeks. I'd rather just pack it in and have him for next year fully fit. So, so can I just say one thing? It's been 27 or so minutes now of doom and gloom for Liverpool. You're so top that's of the it? Table. Only 27. You're top, of, you're top of the table. I know United have a game in hand, but you're top of the table. And, um, it's not like it's you're you're in the group stages of the Champions League. I mean, let, let's let's have a little bit of uh, perspective here, guys. You, you you're not six points back. I, I know that might be you like projecting into the future of what is to come after this rep, this this schedule. But you guys could do it. I'm looking at the rest of your matches though, and it's ugh, it might. It might be. Well, I was thinking, I mean, I was I, thinking I, like, well, the run-in okay. has to be easier, mm. right? The run-in has yeah, to be I mean, easier, and I keep looking, and it keeps not getting easier. Like. How does this happen? I, I think at this point, I mean, and, and this would be, I, this is the one thing I'm going to say that is a little doom and gloom. I think this is one of those seasons where we may potentially have to scrap for Champions League football next season. 
I think so too. That I don't think so. Too far. Can no. we stop talking about Liverpool? Can Listen, we move on? The, I think I think before we do, you've got some pretenders in here. Uh, Southampton are going to fall away. Everton are going to fall away. Villa are going to fall away. You're not going to have to scrap for Champions League. As much as I want to push that on you and like make that a thing in your head, I, I can't go there. It's just they're just they're know, be I, comfortably I could Champions see, League. I could see Liverpool and Spurs fighting fighting for that four, fourth spot. Top four, baby. It, what would it be well, a Premier League May if Spurs weren't fighting for fourth? Look at look, from, look at the difference. Scott, look at the difference. Scott's all top four. I'm like, and I'm going top four. Jesus Christ! Man. <laughs> I, we'll I appreciate. Yeah. But you know what? To, I appreciate. Spur, you know what to, Spurs win one game, and all of a sudden, Scott's got all gets all starry eyed. But you know what? To guys and girls, to be fair, when we went back to the season preview, what did I say? I said it's going to go down pretty much the last game of the season. It's going to be real close within top four or five. And I think United's going to pull out the last. But I thought Liverpool was going to be at a, a not a blistering pace like last year, of course, but a pretty good pace. And I thought the rest of them were just like everybody's going to win two or three a week or whatever and keep up with that pace. But we're kind of falling behind, so it's just, it's a little bit different than what I thought. But I still think United's going to take it if they stay fit. Well, you can talk about the starry eyes. I didn't even mention the fact that Skiff didn't talk Spurs in our world class players. Like that was just downright disrespectful. I honestly forgot. Oh, it's Kane, Kane and Son. Yeah. He was talking yeah, about sorry. the big We know. Side. We already I'm know sorry. it's your three. It's the two in the front and the one in the back. <laughs> what? Larice. Are we allowed to talk about that on here? Is that <laughs> this kind of podcast? Is world class. No, Larissa is a World is. Cup captain. He's a World Cup winning yes, captain. He is. He's not world class. He's, he's yes, not he even is. top two in the He's theory. as world class as Manchester United. What's his he was world class. He wouldn't be playing for Spurs. Kid. Okay, whatever. Okay, okay. <laughs> Southampton. We beat them five one. <laughs> Southampton was so the Scott. Team how about that game against Western. Leeds? Yeah, you know what's it's, it's a good transition. There's this thing called and a we're moving on to the Manchester <laughs> City game against. There's this thing called a clean sheet against Leeds. I don't know if Merseyside um, is familiar with those. You can actually stop Leeds from scoring goals. You don't have to just have a seven goal back and forth with them. So if you guys want to see how that match is supposed to be played, Liverpool, you can uh, go to the Peacock app or NBC Sports and, and watch the replay <laughs> and see how to play against Leeds. So honestly, the Leeds-Spurs match was in Christian. Watching that match, I was like cringing in my head because you were probably saying, yes, I told you so. This is exactly how it was going to go. We did. Spurs did sit back against Leeds, which is the thing to do. It, they had 65% of the possession, I think. and uh, But it, it never felt like Leeds were going to win that game. We, we got an early one through a, a pretty stonewall penalty for Kane. And then we never really looked back. There was an offside goal they scored, I think. But um, it was pretty comfortable on the whole. We, we finished it off 3-0. Uh, started a good week for us. So it was pretty comfortable. I, I think I, I said it would be a comfortable one given the way Leeds play. I thought that we would have some space on the counter to do some damage. And we did. We did just that. Our second goal was fantastic. That ball from Kane over the top to Sun on the first time finish to the near post was just incredible for my fantasy team and for my eyes. So that was a good one. It was good to good to get three points because I was feeling very Liverpooly here until that one. So I, we needed that one. I didn't see it, so I, I can't comment. I'm sorry. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> I watched it. Thank you, Jen. Take your little happiness and go stick it in a box somewhere. 
<laughs> I'm going to put in a bottle and screw the top on because I'm going to need it later in the season, I think. <laughs> now you can transition to your silly little Manchester. All right. Well, I'd say the only other the only other game, honestly, that we that I think is worth mentioning from that from this past week um, was that Manchester City over Chelsea match. Do you guys have a chance to watch any of that one? <laughs> this is yeah. great. That Ch- Chelsea, like the the score the score doesn't reflect the game at all. Chelsea were one hundred percent outclassed. Dismantled, like yeah. piece by piece by piece, broken off in this like array of just. Like Lego mess. Yeah. Anyway, how, yeah. how much do you think Pep enjoyed that? Oh, Pep, Pep, Pep has had a great week. Let's put it that way. He's he's had an extraordinarily <laughs> good week. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, the real question becomes is like, did we see the limit, the the upper limit of Lampard this weekend? I mean, because he's taken Chelsea Ouch. and beaten, used them, and and Chelsea have beaten teams that they should be Chelsea haven't really performed exceptionally well against the top six and I mean you put him up against Pep and Pep was Pep brushed him aside literally like he's not even part of the conversation does does Lampard does this does this scream Lampard keeps his job job long term at Chelsea how how much of what we're seeing is Lampard being outclassed as a manager just because he doesn't have the experience i think there's there's what do you manage a season or two at derby i mean it was it was one year i think yeah so i think what we're seeing with city is pep has changed his system right so you saw that against chelsea you saw that against united so they're not playing with a true out and out striker they're playing with a rotating three up top and, uh, and they've obviously been practicing it quite a lot. And uh, he, he did it with Barcelona quite a lot as well. And uh, he's a great manager and he can change tactics. And uh, and I think he just outclassed Lampard. And then because of that game, Solskjaer was kind of ready for it, but we still didn't have the, the quality in the final third to, to make a dent in, uh, in the game on Wednesday. But I think Lampard, he, he shielded a lot. I mean, as soon as Solskjaer has a bad game, run of games he's a PE teacher he's on the chopping block Lampard I mean he spent what quarter of a billion dollars in the summer and his team is just looks woeful and he's still trotting Olivier Giroud out there Christian you're you're saying that an English manager or player is more protected than a player not from England this this is just like don't See Shock. that just pisses me off because because everybody hates you. Harry Kane. So I, I, that just well, makes me mad. Harry, yeah. It doesn't Harry, all have to be about you, Scott. Calm down. When they're jumping and they yeah, fall on their backs. Anyway, well, so, you guys well, are now so it's cool so in fans. Oh well, my god. There's different kind of managers. I mean, I mean, Klopp is aggressive and tries to attack the fourth official, right? So there's that kind of a manager on the sideline. But Lampard, he just kind of just sits there and he's mopey. Yeah, and he's so mopey by the media. I don't, I don't understand it. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Ron DeSantis. He just keeps getting fatter and fatter. It's like he's eating more and more cookies. <laughs> Do you think oh. if you if you pulled every manager going into a match, double blind, super secret, one, zero to ten, how confident are you in going into this match? 
I don't think there was a man. There would have been a manager that answered higher than Pep did going into that Chelsea game. I, I guarantee you, he knew exactly what Lampard was going to do. He was going to stuff him into a little locker and spank him on live television. And he would have put every penny he's ever seen down on them winning that game. It'd have to be and, a kind of a larger locker. Just for just for his head, yeah. And th- but we we talked about this another, again going back to the summer. We talked about Lampard and the money they've spent and how he fits them in and his his newness and his inexperience as manager. It was easy last season for him. Not easy, but the expectations weren't there. It was the transfer ban in his first year, and it's for he came from Derby. And let's just be competitive. And then, oh, we might get Europe. And then, oh my gosh, we should get Champions League. And then now going into the season, there's like Christian said, hundreds of millions spent. There's all kinds of expectation. Kai Havertz, Pulisic, Ziyech, all these players, Werner. Oh, we should challenge for the title. And then, of course, the season starts and they're up there. So the expectation goes from like, because you know how the season starts kind of impacts things like, were we wrong in the summer? Like, no, it, it cemented their unrealistic expectations. And now it is weird, Christian, because I don't know how it hasn't quite turned on its head for him probably because the the top of the league is so shallow relative to where it usually is. But I'm curious to see how it goes because Pep has turned it around. I think you're, you're right. I think this, there's been an inflection point and I don't, I don't look forward to seeing them in the, in the cup final. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see where city goes from here. Yeah, I mean, the, he, the, he's hitting the essential... your stride right now. Sorry. Sorry. The uh, the essential prowess of a manager comes from their ability to to change and their ability to uh, you know implement the system that they that they want to put in and you know maximize the the ability of the players that they've got. Last year, Lampard was <clears throat> clearly he was playing the, he was pulling the underdog card with with his players. You know, was, you, we we don't have any reinforcements. Everyone's going to have to give their best. We're going to have to you know we have to fight for every place. That doesn't work when you spend 250 million pounds um, in the in the summer and you bring in all these players. Now expectations are are at the highest level. Starts off the season, you know, gets wins. He's in you know in the top three, and you know expectations are for him to challenge for the title at that point. And he hasn't yet adapted to those expectations. He hasn't brought the team to that level yet. And if he's going to keep his job, if he if he thinks he's going to manage Chelsea for the next five years. He has to figure out a way to to get his players to play the system. I mean, right now his best uh, his best player going forward is Christian Pulisic, which I did not expect that to be the case. I I really rate Christian. I want him to be elite. I really do. I don't think he's world class. I think he's very good, but he's Chelsea's best attacking player right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know that Lampard recognizes that. Do you think he? I was about to ask. Do you think he knows who his best team is? I don't know. I don't even think he knows who his best front three is, let alone his best eleven. And and you know, there's a oh. lot of speculation among the Chelsea fans as to you know he's oh the, the injuries and he's you know had these people in and out and all that kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, and, and that's get true. Get out of here. Bought six players get out. in, and, and, and four of them were four of them were up front. You you you've got to rotate your players in. You've got to make the same adjustments that other managers do, and you've got to do exactly what Pep did. Pep had a had a had a poor run of form back in in November December, and then he obviously made changes. He's like Christian said, he's changed to a different system, um, and Manchester City look like they're they're ready to go storm storm towards the title. And 
how bad has their recruitment been over the past couple of years? Like all this money they've spent, you go all the way back to, I can't even remember the keeper's name anymore. He's so bad. The the highest, Keppa. most expensive keeper, <laughs> Keppa, Keppa as whatever the Quetta. Ariza Balaga or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Worst yeah. keeper, worst starting keeper in the league since the moment he stepped in. Most expensive keeper ever. Werner is a terrible fit for what Lampard wants to do. It's just, he, he has to play him on the wing and he's not a winger. And then, it's, it just doesn't make – like, where was Havertz going to play in this system? It, it, so that's how many hundreds of millions on three players that don't even fit the system. Where's Danny Drinkwater? Anybody? Anybody? Danny Drinkwater? They would – they, they should be playing Danny Drinkwater in midfield over some of these guys <laughs> they're playing. Just, just from a schematic and a tactical perspective, they need somebody in there. Conte's cooked. Werner doesn't fit. Havertz doesn't even know what to do with the ball on English soil. Like – it's so strange. I love every minute of it, but it's so strange. Any other thoughts on Chelsea? The dire straits that Chelsea are in? This has been a great one so far. I just have to say, I've loved this one. You're having a blast. We can tell on those rivals. We can't tell Liverpool scratch all. off the list. Chelsea got got them off the list. <laughs> I think what I was I was gonna next up the gunners. Watch out. Yeah, yeah well no, just before that um City, I think, is I think what we are going to see is they've hit their stride to some degree, and it'll be interesting to see how long they're able to maintain this kind of um, uh, this bit of form that I think they're coming into. Well, they're so they've got Brighton, Palace, Villa, West Brom, Sheffield, Burnley. We can only pray that they experience some of the woes we did. I, I they, think if, if City hold if, if City hold true to form, they're only going to win three of those matches. That's no, I mean, like if you look back, look back at the last eighteen months, City hasn't put together an extended period of wins. Run. I think yeah, they're going to win all those matches. I think this is this it, this to me is going. It either it is for City or it won't be for City. They're either going to challenge for the title after this. Or they'll, or they'll just be challenging for top four. If they take 18 out of 18, that is going to be a very scary finish. Because typically, but, this yeah. is what happens. A club goes on a tear, and it could be anyone. Now, I know they're in fifth, but they've played yeah, 15 they're two matches. Games. They've got two games. Yeah, and so they're four points off Liverpool with two games in hand. Well, but this And that is run coming what... up, like, that's scary. I don't even think, but I don't even think they have to win them all. Like, I think what Charles was saying is, is, you know, they, they, they're only going to win so many of those, but it's, it's not on, you know, not unreasonable to assume some of those they draw. I don't think they'll lose any of them, but they may draw some. I, I, you know, and I'm here for yeah. it hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't see that happening. City find a way to do really dumb things with games that they should win sometimes, like that West Brom game that they somehow tied when the keeper was like a superhero in the net. So, I mean, at this point, it's got to be said that the title runs through Manchester right now. One of those two teams have to be the favorites at this point. I mean, United win, they go top. City win their next two, they go top behind United. So, 
you know, but it's always nice to have points in the hands, just like fantasy. It's great your team's projected to get 180 points, but uh, I've got 140 sitting in my uh, team right now. So that's why uh, why we play the game. And I think that just with all the results this year, there's been just some insane and crazy results. And you're right. I think Liverpool have the ability to turn it around and go on a run. It's just who is going to get hot, be able to sustain it, and be able to have their players healthy. And that's the only thing I worry about with United is, Charles, you mentioned it. They play their top players a lot of minutes. And there's that potential for them to burn out at the end of the year. Not wrong. Speaking of teams that are hot, though, would we be remiss to uh, to bring up Arsenal? They're huh? winning. Yes. Third, third win in a row and a 4-0 drubbing of uh, West Brom. A game they were well in control of for the essentially the entirety of that match. It was very, somebody, it was cute. At least somebody can beat West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody else is beating them, right? Oh yeah, everybody. Almost, They're at the bottom of the table. Almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so good, on no, good on that's you, Arsenal. Good on you, Arsenal. Honestly, no. they're doing they're doing all right. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna mention it. We're gonna mention the fact that they're, that they're, uh, they've improved. They're no, no longer. They're no longer fifteenth, right? They're up to eleventh now, I think. Eleventh. Yep. Yeah. They're on twenty-three yeah. points with a full complement of matches played. Don't, don't, don't get cocky, Arsenal fans. Don't think you're gonna finish in in, in a position to play in Europe, but. You know, good on you. You're not. You're well, not only lost. Well, they'll, they'll finish in the top of the table, the top half. They found their level. All right, we found the new. They're, not, they're 11. They're going to wind up being higher than 11. <laughs> they've already lost. They've lost 45 percent of their matches. Yeah. No. There's okay. No. They're going to okay. be at I, least like I gotta, eighth or I gotta, ninth. Come on. I got a question for Chris. Okay, so they're going to supplant West Ham and Chelsea. It's very yes. London crap there in the middle. Like all the crap London teams are right in the middle of the table. Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal, and then Palace are right a couple spots behind them. Can we Christian. stop this? L- London is any color but white mm. nonsense. By mm, the way, no, um, Christian, <laughs> Bakayo Saka. How do you? What do you think of him? Hey. All Saka. right, that's all I needed to know. All right, well, we'll oh move come on, on. <laughs> no. Who does he play for? Arsenal. Arsenal. I think he's really good. The winger. He's too oh, good for the number them. seven. The number seven. Yeah. That's uh, Pepe. Isn't Pepe seven? Or is Saka seven? Saka seven. Saka seven. I think Pepe's is one. Shirt number, he's seven. He looks like a good young uh, a good young player. He's only 19. From what I've seen, I honestly I, I don't watch uh, a lot of London London clubs. It, it there's nothing for me. Yeah. Much Harper. I think he'll he'll end up going to a bigger club like Villa or Southampton here in the next couple of years. Honestly, the, the only reason I ask is because uh, I saw multiple tweets stating that Saka is is too good for Arsenal um, and, and with the way that he plays. And honestly, I'm I'm not entirely sold on him. I think I think he is lively as a player, um, but I don't know. He he plays like he's extraordinarily youthful, and 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 I'm I'm not 100 sold on on his rise to the top. So, so at, you know. at 19, is it a surprise that he plays like he's extremely useful, like youthful at 19? Yeah. What, what is the saying in, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king? 
So congratulations on not looking like crap with the rest of the uh, the other ten they tried out there. He he's li- he is he but no he he's like I don't know he's a good player but that it's one of those things where like you buy a player like that and then you worry are they a big fish in a small pond and how do they adapt that that's mm. one of the issues I think he's good and he's got a lot of potential but if that if Arsenal turns back into Arsenal where does he fit in and how does he you know does the rising ties tide raise all boats and he gets better or does he turn into this and he is this is his level I think that that is going to be important for their success moving forward but they uh they've not they've been better but congrats they still suck they're still (laughs) in 11th there's the there's the arsenal fan speaking of uh speaking of sucking uh skiff why don't you give everybody an update on how i'm doing in uh the pick'em i mean this is a actually a pretty easy uh thing here if my uh my computer would load um at this point you really suck um i think that you and jen somehow both managed to get zero right charles this is actually high five two weeks in a row you are the first person in the history of the podcast to ever get double goose eggs two weeks in a row. You are number zero in our hearts. And this is your, that's your third zero of the season. Fantastic. <laughs> going to set league records this year. It's very Ole with you. Hot or iceberg freezing cold. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, I mean... He's not as in I second. T- so it's not as I, him. He, He's in as fifth, I as is... I told Skiff earlier on. As long as it keeps my fantasy team doing well, I don't care. Sorry. Just... So Eric's at the top still. Boo, big deal. Thirty-nine <laughs> points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, big deal. Uh, that's how we treat a fellow was... Liverpool fan. Look, look, look at this guy. We bleed red together. Oh, Eric's in first place. Big deal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody cares. Um, he has a six-point lead. Uh, six-point lead. Yep, that is correct. Scott is uh, Scott is like a creepy crown, creeping up on uh, Eric with mm-hmm. thirty-three. Uh, I am in front of uh, Jen because I got one right last week, and that's how my criteria is going. So I have thirty-one on goal differential from last week, and she has thirty-one. But I'm ahead. Um, Charles, you're in 29th with our really crappy fans. Uh, who picked last week, Jen? <laughs> Wait, I'm tied with somebody? You're tied. You're tied, you're tied did, with I did back-to-back zeros, and I'm tied with somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's because Zach got one right, where you and I didn't get any right last week. Good job, we, Zach. We, I'm so confused. Suck. We need to get Christian in this and put him ahead of Charles and the fans. Like let's no, start we, Christian off. At I mean, to be fair, he could start at zero and pass me. Like that's not really that difficult. <laughs> that's true. Fair. Okay. You're like a, you're like an old man in Florida driving in the right hand lane. Anybody could pass you. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that's our awesome. That's our awesome standings. So, good job, Eric. How's fantasy going? It was going well. Should I do the top six again? Yeah. Oh. Charles. All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> it, so. <laughs> We're going to do the manager, the team name. We're going to do the game week total uh, uh, for game week 17 and then the total for the season. So at sixth place, Averin Charles Reed with Win Bissaka. He had 68 points game week seven. 
with a total of 990 points for the season. At fifth, the special one managed by Gonzalo Ablando. He had 55 points with a 992-point total for the season. Science Stedman managing Stedmania United had 77 points for Game Week 17 for a total of 1,015. Scott still in third place with Well Young 5 ATV with 77 game uh, points in Game Week 17 with a 1,026-point total. Uh, Thomas Soli Guerriere managing White Hart Kane. He is in second place for uh, 65 points for Game Week 17 with a total of 1,036. And still in first place, Ink Hart managed by Sushant Mane has 55 points in Game Week 17 for a total of 1,038. So a slim two-point lead between Thomas and Sushant right there. Nice. I'm coming for you. Crowded at the top. I honestly have no idea what to do right now with, with these weird game weeks. It's bizarre pick, pick players who are playing uh, pick two keepers <laughs> from the same team yeah and i yeah. i scored uh, the highest points in the league with that strategy you, you Charles. And, yeah. yeah you and uh, it's Stedman. still funny Stead mania well, it, it doesn't make it not funny it, from a from a risk aversion perspective <laughs> one of them is bound to play right i'm, I'm not gonna lose points the team that's for sure in a covid season yeah sure so to it, be fair was, you pick uh, two you pick two keepers Neither of whom who, who played that and they're was on the a, same that, team. The the risk was not well calculated. To be fair, <laughs> it was a hundred percent risk averse. Well, I didn't even do you that. know I'm what? You know what? Time. Hold on, Scott. If it makes you feel any bad, like better, my mom had the same issue because neither Great of minds. her keepers played, and it was it was Pope and um, Fabianski or whatever. So I mean, like you know, yeah, it I'm, happens. This is a this is a weird couple of week match weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be so, fun. This yeah. is gonna look so different in in two weeks. That's what people, people, people are either gonna keep saying about Spurs and they keep being in fourth. So, <laughs> so we've spent more time on the... top of the league than you have this season. There, uh, sweet cheeks. What's the name of the chip that you can play that allows you to change your lineup for one week and then it returns back? Free free hit, right? So if you haven't played your free hit this week coming up would be a, a great one to use that for, I would think. It would. I so used possibly. mine. Thanks, Jen. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, to be fair, though, I used it to score the most points in the league that week. So, <laughs> Well, that's good. Let me have this, okay? Right. <laughs> I've never that's, done that's, this before. I don't so know. I, I used my Charles. triple up. I think I messed up. <laughs> Well, yeah, I messed up too when I played my triple up. Yeah. Charles, what what is your opinion on what people should do here, though? It's it's one of those where they're going to have to use either their wild card, and it's two weeks though. You can't use yeah. your wild card and it impact both weeks positively. Or do you spend points on transfers? Do you eat it? Like, what do you do? It's a good question. I mean, the uh, there there are multiple strategies as to uh, as to how to handle this. Um, I mean, you have to kind of look at where you are. Are you looking to? Tr- the majority of the league is not going to be able to spend their 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 uh, free hit on the, on this week. I mean, there's there's a bunch of people have already used it, and I've I've seen that throughout the season. So, um, you know, people are going to to lose points. Is this your chance to really like jump up the table? So, if you let's say you use your free hit, you bring in uh, you know players from teams that the only teams that are playing, uh, you know, what's your what's your maximum output here? Okay, let's say with the averages, if, even if you do really, really well with your picks, you, you pull a, a 65, 75-point week, all right? Everybody else, let's say that the average pulls in about 25 or 30, okay? So you're, you're gaining, what, 35, 40 points in one week. 
maybe that's worth it to you right now. Maybe spending eight points to add two players in addition to the two free transfers you already have, you know, loaded into, into your system. Maybe that's worth it. Okay. Cause then you just spend eight points to gain 40 points. Okay. So you net gain a 32 points. Maybe that's, maybe that's your better option right there. There's, there's multiple strategies in, in, in how to handle this. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do because yeah, that's not, no, no, you're not going to get my secrets, but um, damn it. realistically, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to pick two keepers from, t- from a team that's not playing. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, take a risk, see how it goes, especially if you're you know, closer to the bottom of the table. Um, you can't really do any worse. He's talking to you, Eric. <laughs> Well, my issue is I, I, I can't. Well, I mean, until this, until this last week, I was actually talking to Christian. Oh, I'm ahead of him. This is, is there's some intra club rudeness and banter going on tonight, oh, but I'm oh. not. I'm just wondering with. why he took like six weeks off from fantasy. I was, I... <laughs> I've been busy, man. <laughs> I'm a very he got busy man. 70 points this week, though. I know. He actually he did really well this week. I mean, it's not the 77 that, that Scott got, but. Yeah. Scott got lucky. I did, big time. I had, I had eight points stolen for me in the, la- in the final five minutes of games. Like, literally, two, two of my, uh, my defenders, like, their teams gave up, point, gave up points in the, in the final minutes of games. I was, yeah, I was not happy about that. Spurs know all about losing points at the end of games, so. The, the issue, I'm going to just deflect skiff's garbage here the, the issue because of what i was thinking charles i was thinking about playing my wild card i can't mm-hmm. afford to put this team back together though based on when i got them what their values have done like this is really interesting from a strategy perspective i cannot rebuild this team so do i love it and stick with it and take a couple of rough weeks or do i take this, the risk yeah. of rebuilding it i'm not asking you to tell me what to do no, but no, no, no. listening what? who have a similar predicament would uh, can i okay go ahead go, no go ahead I was just going to ask when you, Scott, when you look at how your team looks like, you know, like what it looks like for the next week, when you've got some teams playing two games, what does that look like? Right. That, that's, that's the balance. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the other part you look at is like, how many players am I going to have? So can I take the hit of only getting 25 or 30 points one week, if I'm going to get 120 points the next week because of double game weeks, you know, right. you have to, you have to weigh those, those factors. Um, overall, uh, and uh, and Scott, what you're, what you're talking about as, as far as reassembling your team, you one of the things throughout the entire season we have to look at is when do we we have to maximize you know the the players that we do bring in. So we've got Son and Kane and and Salah and and a, a lot of people and Bruno Fernandez. A lot of people are captaining these four players because they've been you know some of the highest point getters throughout the entire season. They're no they're not going to sustain the, these points throughout the entire season Mo. they don't they, it, Mo's already started to drop off who do you who do you trade out when and when do you sell them can you you know what can you gain from the increased value that they've already brought to your team and which other players are going to go on a hot streak and can you find that are gonna you know all of a sudden randomly start uh, you know playing well makes sense interesting interesting times here. I've had Calvert Lewin he's gotten cold recently he's gotten gotten me much but yep he, he surprised everybody by being a big point getter in the beginning of the season. Right. Now, can we expect him to continue to poach goals the way he was before? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 
So. Well, and I would think is as the as the season progresses, there are some people that to begin with they were an unknown, and so they were able to get away with some more because they just they figured oh well that's just one game well he got lucky twice, and then all of a sudden they they figured out how to control for it. I would think. I have no interest in giving any of you advice. I want to stomp you all, not you, the five of you, but you like the 80 of you that are competing with us. Um, but don't assume everybody with two games in the same match week is actually going to play them both like that. That's one thing I can see people getting caught up in and their, their players will play one of the two. They think they're getting cute match week 18. And then they come through with one match out of the possible three. Don't assume that two games means more than four points. All right. Yeah. Can, all right. So, are you, because I, like I said, I haven't done this before. Are you guys for the, for match week 19, is that when you recommend people using their triple captain if they haven't done it yet? Uh, if you, if you have a player that's going to play both matches and that's hard to tell right now that because the rotation has been happening and that's what you've seen some of the impact on some of these teams if you feel comfortable that it's two tough matches and you're and that manager is going to play them both, then I would think definitely. Uh, you or know, you playing... think there's a, they're they're play for a manager that never rests their people anyway. So if they're a Man United person, they're probably going to pay. And if it's Son or Kane, they're probably going to play. Well, see, I tried that with Kane, it didn't work. Yep. He played, but he got me six points with the triple captain. So. It was it was it was Ooh. glorious. I'm I'm really glad don't you did be, that. Thanks don't for the, be Scott. Thanks for the, the lift. So. Don't be that kid. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna kick it uh, back over to Skiff. Skiff, why don't you uh, why don't you lead us through uh, the the upcoming week's games, which oddly enough start on a Tuesday. You are muted, my friend. Skiff, talking are, to the screen. Are we doing next week's games? Are doing the FA Cup games and the Carabao Cup games? That's what we're doing. The FA games. No, there's six games in match week 17 or 18. We're picking the Prem games, not the uh, not the FA and the Carabao Cup games. I don't even know what we're picking. I don't even look. They at were that. in the show sheet, yeah. Pumpkin. Sheffield <laughs> Newcastle is the first one's guess. Oh, Sheffield Newcastle. Yeah, why don't you guys pick that game? You've been contributing as much to this in the last five minutes as Van Dyke has in the last two months to Liverpool season. Oi, oi, oi. I'm going to go with Newcastle. I'll, put, I'll, I'll go on record first. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm going with Sheffield's first win of the season. Wow. Ooh. Can't, I can't tell if that's a, that's a coy play or not. Um, DeAndre Yedlin's back in the Newcastle squad. Seems like he's playing really good football. Uh, I think the, he's going to push Newcastle to a draw. <laughs> all right, so the three of us have, have covered all our bases now. So, gentlemen, you guys get to pick unfettered. Go for it. Well, I say I say draw as well. You guys know me well enough. I don't have to really answer here. <laughs> draw. No, I'll answer for Scott. Draw. The battle of the barcodes is a draw. <laughs> I'm picking uh, Newcastle. That's all. Right. Don't sound so excited about it. Although, okay, to, be, yeah. to be fair, there's no way to be excited about this. Yeah, one. I mean. All right. That, so, Wolves, Everton. No, Burnley nope. United is next. Burnley United. They both literally play at the exact same time. Well, you're not looking at the show sheet, Jen. You're right. Instead, it? I'm looking at the schedule. 
Just for all Early of the Man fans and supporters listening, you're getting a nice behind the scenes <laughs> of of what it looks like. Family. It, Burnley United is next on our on our show sheet here. Whatever. Christian, the the fighting dice. Uh, pull it out. I'm gonna say we 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 tie. Mm. Oh, shocking. <laughs> I'm confident. I think I think we beat Burnley. I, I I know Burnley's got a few potential COVID cases and and uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I I feel like United's got a little bit of. Uh, uh, I mean, they're going to play Watford this weekend. I think it's going to be mostly a squad game with uh, with almost no none of the the major starters in there except for Harry Maguire who plays every game. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think the, I the team Fernandez we rested starts and plays ninety minutes. Oh, of course you do. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty. But I'm picking United. So Burnley <laughs> plays MK Dons. The MK Dons before they play you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Dali Ali's club. I say United oh. as well. Yeah, I'll go United. That's fine. The, I really want to pick Burnley, but the COVID the COVID cases in a club that has like 13 first team players already is just too much. So I'm gonna say a draw. <laughs> Somebody mute Scott. <laughs> All right. Next game is Wolves versus Everton. Eric? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm, gonna, I'm guessing Eric's going to say Wolves. <laughs> I got to be honest. As much as I would love to, I, I got to say Everton. Oh, my. What is happening to us? The apocalypse new, is new year, nine. new Eric. This Liverpool slide has really gotten to him. <laughs> he picks United to win the league, now freaking Everton to win a game against Wolves. What's going on with this I'm guy? Not He's sure been compromised. If it's a, is it a blood flow problem? Because you're turning blue, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding under his desk. Cold there. What? No, the Wolves just haven't been the same, man. They're, they're out of sync and out of sorts. I just... I felt bad for our friend Dustin, man, watching this. For, weren't they up 2-0? Two, two I think they ended up 3-3 three, three draw last match. Yeah. Ouch. They, yeah. They yeah. beat Spurs. So that's not you hard. Tied Spurs they had it. with Wolves. It was a one I'm picking, I'm, pick, I'm picking a draw. Felt like a loss. <laughs> Jen. Why do I have to go next? Because I'm not I haven't made a decision. Yes, you um, have. Christian. Wolves. Oh, I'm gonna go Wolves for a draw. Too. I'm gonna go for a draw. One one. I think we'll score first. Then I'm picking Everton. I'm not picking anything Charles is. I'm picking Everton. <laughs> <laughs> not after that performance. Come on, you Everton Onions. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to. Oh, now you want to go, Jen? Now you want to go? No, you can. If you no, know no, it's you... fine. No, like, I, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to just play against Eric here, and I'm going to go with Wolves. I want to take yeah. number one. Okay. You can do um, that with a draw. Nah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Oh Lord, I guess I'm. I'm gonna take wolves too. Oh wow, three wolves! Incredible. All right, so. Okay. That was Man good. City, Brighton. Man City, and this is a dumb City. game to pick. It, there's only <laughs> six. Oh man, this, this is some Blame unfiltered stiff. God, this we hey, can somebody call Klopp and get this thing fixed? Because you guys are killing me tonight. 
We're bringing on the vibe of the it's whole show. It's not me. It's Anybody not you, not John. picking City? God. Uh, yeah, this is draw. Yeah, City. <laughs> cool. City. I'm saving all you guys. Now City's going to win and you all get points. That's true. You're I so was gonna. P- I was going to pick a draw until you did that, Charles. Now you're you're <laughs> nuclear. There's no way I'm getting near you. Spurs oh, okay. Villa. Straw. Spurs Villa. Ooh. Up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. Spurs. It's at Villa. That doesn't matter. It matters. Spurs are gonna. Spurs are gonna destroy them. <laughs> Listen to you, Scott. It, it matters. It does Listen, matter. I, I, I can't feel confident Spurs going up against anything called a villain. Draw. Also a draw. Jack Grealish is going to make us regret not buying him. Draw. Spurs are going to wear that ugly-ass green kit again. That green is beautiful. And you watch your mouth. This is yeah. why you don't pick any games the right, because you have bad taste. ugly-ass green kit. And Villa so win. I just I just uh, want to make sure that one. you're picking you're picking who you're pulling for based on the uniform. I just want to make sure that that's the standard. Oh, we could did, wear anything and Charles would never root for us. That's accurate. And plus, you guys have that like <laughs> demented zebra kit. So what? Whose kits are you talking about? Well, the well, zebra is no, awful. The, awful. Come on. Okay, but I, all I'm the reason why I'm pointing it out is because there is going to a point. I know there's going to be a point where I'm going to say I'm pulling for somebody or I like somebody because of their kit or because he's cute or something, <laughs> and I know full well Charles is going to give me hell for it. So well, I, I just I just want to make sure. Okay. Charles really picked them because he thinks Grealish is cute and he likes the low socks and he likes a little headband. That's why he's I, doing the the low socks is the only thing I don't like, honestly. He's- He's just happy. You think United would let him do that? No, for sure. What? Yeah, absolutely. He just is picking them because they're going to be fresh because their whole team got COVID after Grealish went partying for New Year's. So, so Scott is um, Holbier going to be back? Yes. Villa, okay. Villa don't have to play Liverpool in, in the uh, FA Cup. Holbier wanted to come back into that Carabao Cup match after the that tackle. Okay, just wondering. It was a, His it was response a straight on Twitter red. was awesome. Honestly. Oh yeah. Oh, it was. He's great. Yeah. It was a straight red, and it shattered his shin guard, and he's got like a twelve inch gash. Um, but uh, he, yeah, he's good. He's a maniac, though. <laughs> so, and then Arsenal Crystal Palace is the fifth game, yeah. Six. Or the sixth game. Six games. Yeah. So I'm I think this the... is one that's actually the hardest to pick. Yeah. The fighting. So the fighting Fabergé eggs. <laughs> Give me Palace. Wow, so Arsenal are winning. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in second on the pick'em here, Skiff. I've got Arsenal. Palace the Gunners. Give me, the Gunners. Give me, give me Arsenal. I've got Palace. Nice. Arsenal. Oh God! I can I change my pick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charles should have to go last on all these. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I pulled last oh. week trying to change it from Chelsea back out like a hundred times. Yeah, so I'm going to do draw. All right. Made it through. Another, another fun, exciting week of uh, Pick'em here. Sure that Eric will still be atop next week and be at the bottom of Probably. fantasy. So, I feel like... so we get, well, actually, no, I don't want to go 3-0 three, three because I picked United this week. So Somebody listening is going to need to document that because the only person who has documentation of this is Skiff so far. So I fully trust him to 
doctor these yeah. picks next week. Although, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> Skip, did, Skip, did I not pick United last week to beat Villa? I didn't think so. Look at the chat. Look at the chat. I mean, like we all said. Yeah, them. I need to take a look at that because I, I thought I did pick United. So. United beat Villa. I'm going to say no. It's a no. Yeah. It's a firm no. <laughs> hey, who it's care about it? Uh, yeah, which uh, which fourth fourth tier team did you face to get into the Carabao Cup finals, huh? Actually, that was very prescient because they are fourth in the championship and they are going to be promoted and they're going to be fun to watch next season. In the, in the you, know, you know fourth place. Isn't that, get Christian, promoted, right? isn't that who you were pulling for last, like at the end of the season for the yeah, to be playoff? to be Fulham, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brentford are really, they're yeah, they are really well run. They um they attack, they they play a good style. They have good players. They um yeah, uh, they're like Dortmundy. They're not Dortmund, of course, but that style of recruitment and sell and recruitment and sell and cash infusion and, and recruiting players and, and building them up and playing a good style. As a matter of fact, you did not pick United, by the way. I just mm-hmm. posted on the chat, so good try. I was just asked. I wasn't... Uh... The sass. Love it. Yeah. All right. The lack of Char- character. Char- like, how dare you? Charles Trump Reed. Fake news elections. Oh my God. Stop. Stop. The ballot. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Jesus H. Stop the steal. <laughs> All right. What What about uh, what do you guys think about the Carabao Cup final? I, I referenced it a little, bit, a little bit earlier. Uh, City and Spurs. I think that's going to be a, a very interesting final. No, I would April. love for you guys uh, to win. I'm not going to lie. I would um, be pulling for you no, whether that helps or no. not. But... Nope. Christian, you don't think it'll be interesting? No, City will have 99% of the ball. Right. And uh, you'll you'll just defend on the break, and but City will beat you by about four or five goals. So, not really <laughs> fun for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they honestly they have it coming to us because they haven't beat us in Lord knows how long. So, I'm entirely uncomfortable with the whole situation. So, I, I that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you should just be happy just to get to the final, really. Yeah, I mean, can't, like, I can't. I, I can't admit to that. What, no matter what fact? my feelings on the inside might be. What's the fact? United have lost the last four semifinals they've been in or something? Yeah. I know. So, Solskjaer has lost most semifinals in the last 12 months than Ferguson did in his entire time at United. Oof. A little bit of LeBron James action there, though. He's, get, he's getting to him. Yep. Let's start. I mean, to be fair, Ferguson had a had a much better crop of players for almost all of his semifinals. So, uh, not in the eighties, he didn't. Ooh. when did he start? Okay, I'm not going to go back that far because I was barely alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christian was in his twenties, and I was four. So, <laughs> ouch! Oh man! <laughs> all right, so clearly, clearly, no that... one cares about the Carabao Cup final. Because of Spurs, uh, um, FA Cup come up. I care, Scott. And you're so sweet. Um, you're, you're like fine, actually, whatever. Jen no, cares, but I actually believe you. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't believe any of the rest of you. So what about the FA Cup? There's some <laughs> all the, the magic. The magic of the cup coming up here at the FA Cup. Spurs what versus round? Marine. In the what round tier. is this? Is this round two? Is, round three? It's the three? F- f- round. Third round. I think it's the third round. Yes, yeah, the third round. 
Third round. Premier okay. League teams come into it. Oh uh, my god, okay. that hurt. My jaw just popped. So it looks like so what's going on? So Arsenal plays Newcastle. We're playing mm-hmm. Liverpool's playing Aston Villa. Brighton's playing Newport. Maybe. Playing Aston Villa's U twenty ones or U twenty three, something like that. Sure, sure. They'll, they'll cancel that tomorrow. So, so um Burnley's yeah. playing MK Dons, which okay. Uh Everton's playing Rotherham. I'm MK sure Dons are gonna be MK Dons are gonna be Burnley. Who are they playing Jen? <laughs> Rotherham? Rotherham? How do you say it? Is it Rotherham. just Rotherham? Right. Okay, Rotherham. Okay. Rotherham. Why? Anyway, whatever. Okay, so I just I'm going to call them Rotherham from now on. No, I do like it. <laughs> Tottenham. Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What is? What did you tell me? It sounds like either a law, like a law firm or a, like a butcher shop. Is that Both. what you said? <laughs> it's a two, two and one. Tottenham. And when I call it Tottenham. All right. So... Um, so Kansas Villa City Liverpool plays, is it Birmingham? Is that how they say it? Birmingham. Berm, there's no G. It's Bur- Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> All right. So if I just talk like this, I'll get it right. Okay. So Man United plays Watford. Newcastle <laughs> plays Arsenal. I can't, I can't Watford. It. Okay. Watford. <laughs> um, Sheffield plays Bristol. Um. <laughs> It's a really uninteresting Marine. round. I mean, to be honest, yeah. there's like four, four matchups that are going to be interesting. That depends on what Villa Liverpool do. Wolves Palace is not is even. Is it Morecambe? Morecambe? How do you say Chelsea? Who are they playing? M O R E C A M B E. Morecam. You're making that what'd up. You call, what'd you call <laughs> me? I'm not. Like I spelled it. Christian, you're I... making that up, aren't you? What? It's Markham. It's Markham. I do. I do love uh, some of these matchups. So, like, the, none of them look interesting, but there will be something that happens in every round for the next few rounds. That is fun. Mm-hmm. Come on, fighting Stokes. Yeah, Southampton plays Shrewsbury. I hope Leicester <laughs> plays as many matches as they have to play. Personally, oh, I can. I can do who West Brom plays. Blackpool. I can say that one. I can say that one. All right. Oh, yeah. plays QPR. That was my very first soccer game in England. Fulham versus QPR. You know, we're we're in a very strange vacuum a of draw. fixtures where this, you know, we're just like listing them out and there's almost no reaction because everybody's like, You no. you what now? Who? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure half the pod is not sure if Jen's making some of these up as we go. So the the FA Cup third round is is an interesting one, especially with the timing on the Carabao Cup just playing and the kind of not a lot of Premier League matches going through. Christian, er, earlier you described the FA Cup as the uh, the greatest football tournament in in the world, uh, and I just tell our listeners why that is. So first of all, it's the oldest, but any team in England uh, can participate in it. So there, there are many, many, many preliminary games, uh, preliminary matches and rounds. So if you are a, a non-professional club, then you can apply to play in the FA Cup, go through all the preliminary rounds, and then hope that you draw one of the big boys in the third round. 
so that every like marine that I'm from yeah like marine so marine is a non-league club right so i have like ashton united cousin ashton high duckingfield stillybridge celtic so all of these non-league teams who live who play close to my parents they uh, they all played in the preliminary rounds. They went out pretty early, unfortunately. But uh, a few years ago, uh, Curzon Ashton played MK Dons, and uh, it was live on TV, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought you had a cousin named Ashton there for a second. <laughs> My son, his middle name is Ashton. Oh, so they were going full circle. It's funny. Yeah. Marine played a club named Havant and Waterlooville in the last round, and I'm positive that's made up. <laughs> So Christian, do the lads on these uh, lower teams, do they have, this is a dumb question, but do they have day jobs or do they just play soccer and, and make their living that way? Yeah, they have day They jobs. still live at home right. with their moms. That's part of the answer. Oh, I didn't know. I'm, I'm not asking. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> they get a little bit of money get, playing, but mm-hmm. not a lot. Okay. The, guy, the guy who said my middle name is Trump just called something messed up. This is This is real good. Real good. PhD. Real good. What was it? The um, the Netflix series, The English Game, was it? I think that's what it was called. The one that came out, I think, last year, the year before last. It kind of lays out the the early stages of um, some of the FA Cup and and how some of these clubs were formed with factory versus factory and intra-city rivalries. I think that stuff is all fascinating. Like how how Tottenham came to be, how United came to be, how all these these clubs, Sheffield's Wednesday. And, you know, I think that stuff is all really interesting. It is. It is. In my little town, I mean, it's so small. There's two two little clubs that I play. It's cool. I mean, even they even let clubs like Arsenal into this competition. You know? As long Anyone. as they fill out the appropriate paperwork. As long as, they, <laughs> as long as they get their application in on time. Thankfully, there's no fax yeah. machine involved for yeah. – United and Real Madrid. You, do you think they send Gunnar Soros over to drop it off? <laughs> Too soon. Can up, they? Too soon. I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on, man. If he also rides his bike to the, to <laughs> the station. Did they definitely. paint a stripe? Did they paint they a stripe, paint a stripe, to stripe get there for him? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Specialty stripe. <laughs> All right. We're going to kick it over to Eric. What have you got? What's going on in the world of football right well, now? In Bolivia, on uh, right before Christmas, on December 24th, they were playing a professor soccer match. It doesn't uh, says the team's uh, the strongest and Nacional, and no big deal. But uh, somebody brought their dog to the match, and, and in the stands, he leaps out of the stands, runs around on the field. Last time we had a, a soccer phone on the pitch, the referees found. Now we have a dog. He's running around, jumping, moving his tail. He grabs hold of one of the soccer cleats, I guess, that was on the bench. Goes back to the bench, grabs the soccer cleat, rubs around in his mouth runs around for about 10 minutes and finally took a bunch of the players or referees to kind of corral him and bring him back to the sidelines and back to the owner. And in a related note, actually, he's going to be at Kirkby tomorrow to the AXA training center to be our new, uh, pending a physical to be our new center back. So there you go. <laughs> there had to be a good work in there. And that, that was an excellent one. Yeah. I say, I, I, and I don't know that if this is the, in that same uh, story or whatever, but I saw something very, very similar to that. Um, a dog ran out of the pitch um, and actually one of the midfielders ended up uh, adopting the dog as a result. Cool. Like he, they, yeah. they helped, like he helped kind of cut a route, but the dog was like super happy out there, had something in its mouth running around, just, you know, bouncing, enjoying his, you know, his time on the pitch and whatnot. But the, one of the midfielders ended up uh, adopting it. 
was that Granite Xhaka adopting Guendouzi? It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just you absolutely nailed it. Why are you so stuck on Arsenal? I just can't help it. A love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. You saw oh, Liverpool for the first 30 minutes and let them let breathe. Uh, yeah, time. fair. Fair. Exactly. Draw fire gotta, quick. Spread it out. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you all very much for uh, for listening to another wonderful episode of the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. Again, you can check us out on Twitter at F-I-V-E-A-T-B. Send us your messages, send us your comments. Uh, we've got a couple of new segments we're going to be dropping in the next, uh, I'd say, month or so. We're going to find the right time to, uh, to bring them in, but some new stuff, some new material to try out. Uh, and we want to hear your feedback. We'd like to know uh, what you guys think of it. So, Uh, Thanks again, and we will see you all next week.